I think Greta's a bigger snub than Margot. I agree. I don't agree with that. I don't I, agree with that. Oh. I think I don't agree with that because like I think Barbie Look, I think Barbie is an incredibly directed movie, but like what what made what makes Barbie like I think everything had to go right for Barbie to exist mm-hmm. and be good, like amazing performances, screenplay and directing, but like what is the thing that makes it like really like the screenplay to me is the achievement. Like that is an incredible. I, I feel like the big achievement came from Margot as a producer, like yes. not not as Barbie. Like I think like Margot brought it over the finish line and like her collaboration with Greta. Like I, to me, the accomplishment of Barbie is like the world building yeah. of it all. And I think that like that is a production and a directorial. For me, it's less about the performances, frankly, and more about the like the below the line stuff. Like obviously the directing is incredibly important, but costume design, hair, makeup, production design, choreography, like all of that had to work and then i think again i loved margot's performance but you probably could have slotted someone else in there oh i don't know and had a visually delicious still like had a visually delicious movie Uh, barbie had more and better dancing than mean girls yeah there we go (laughs) lazarus any thoughts i have not seen barbie (laughs) (laughs) okay she hates women (laughs) wow I'm here. Woo! I'm here with uh, what's a what? Brian. What is the? I know. You're, <laughs> <laughs> what is the? What is like a triumvirate is three. Quadrumvirate. Quartet. Well, obviously quartet, but there's a, that's also a trio. Like what's a what's a triumvirate? Oh, like a ruling. Like, like a, a, yeah, like a gover- what, governmental oh. body. Um, a parliament. Well, that's just the, that. That's just a bunch of people. This is boring. I don't uh, think it is, actually. But for, <laughs> uh, Now, listen, just for people wondering. Uh, <laughs> tetrarchy. Ooh. Ooh, the so, tetrarchy. Ooh. Or so quadrumvirate. This, this may have been cut from the <laughs> live show that we recorded Thursday night. But Brian had taken a bit of a tumble. Mm-hmm. Doing some exercises. You'd yeah. fallen. Yeah. From on your. Little tushy. On your, and you hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah, actually big time. And we asked how you were doing this morning, mm-hmm. and you said, Worse. because I fell again, uh, because I was walking Calvin yesterday in the rain, and I was slacking, what do we call this? The quad, quadrumvirate? Um, yeah. The tetrarchy. <laughs> I, was tied, I was slacking the tetrarchy. Uh, and uh, because it was wet in Los Angeles, I slipped on a pile of leaves, and I oh, yeah. landed in a puddle on my butt. And I was wet again, and I was in pain. We can't be slacking while we're... While we're sending sla- or while we're walking, I'm, I'm just committed to my job. Wait, so that's how wh- I dislocated my shoulder. Yep. All right. Well, that's our little check in with Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, Let us know if you just lose feeling below the waist. Sarah, your bones okay? Yeah, my ass feels fine. <laughs> everybody's ass. Everybody's ass is. Everybody else's ass is okay. Uh, yeah, did I already say we're back? You didn't introduce everyone else. Oh, <laughs> I'm here. I'm recording. here. I'm here with uh, pain in the ass, Brian Semmel, <laughs> as well as Hallie, Kendra, Hi. and Sarah. For another edition of What a Weekday. So let's get into it. What a Weekday. On Sunday, guy who sues you for cutting a branch off his tree, even though it was on your property, Ron DeSantis, dropped out of the 2024 presidential race ahead of this week's New Hampshire primary. It's the end of the road for Ron, but it's still impressive he made it here, considering he never really found the beginning of the road. 
The decision likely stemmed from the sheer volume of money his campaign would need to survive, with reports suggesting DeSantis spent at least $53 million to win 23,420 votes in Iowa. In other words, the campaign spent roughly $2,200 per vote. That's more than it caused to buy every prospective voter a new MacBook Pro, which is shocking. (laughs) It's hard to believe a man who paid to get married at Disney World could ever be bad with money. The Florida governor announced his resignation with a video posted to X, in which he took a moment to leave some mongering behind. (laughs) This is America's time for choosing. We can choose to allow a border invasion, or we can choose to stop it. We can choose reckless borrowing and spending, or we can choose to limit government and lower inflation. We can choose political indoctrination, or we can choose classical education. We can choose reckless spending, says a man who spent $150 million to become a walking joke on stilts. DeSantis also took the opportunity to endorse Donald Trump. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. I signed a pledge to support the Republican nominee, and I will honor that pledge. He has my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear. That old Republican guard, the one that hardly ever berated me publicly, humiliated me in front of our peers, or called me names like Ronnie Wet Wipes, a name that is somehow both incredibly stupid and the cruelest cut I've ever received. We cannot turn back the clock, America. And did we, here at Love It or Leave It, make up Ronnie Wet Wipes? Yes, but you believed it. For a second, you really thought that Ron DeSantis had been called Ronnie Wet Wipes by Donald Trump. Right? Did you? Because of the pudding fingers. I just imagine there's a lot of wipes. Yeah, there's something about, yeah, it's like, you just, he, he does seem someone who'd be a bit sticky. Yeah, he's not, he's not bathing, but he is wiping. Yeah, it's, the package says you could flush him, but you can't. But he yeah, dries. You can't flush him. <laughs> Don't. You can't flush him. It's a huge problem. We're right in the Everglades. <laughs> Fatbergs, they make. Just, what'd you say? Fatbergs, when you get, like, oh, clumps yes. of, um, fat and undissolvable stuff oh, in the sewers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I learned about on the show Younger. Yeah. Huh. Younger, watch it now on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, DeSantis also swerved to take a pot shot at Nikki Haley. He has my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear, a repackaged form of warmed over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents. What you don't understand is, Ron, at this point, warmed over corporatism probably feels like a warm hug to most people. Warmed over corporatism is what we had with like Mitt Romney and, and Paul Ryan. And we were like, ugh. Yeah, but now it sounds kind of cozy. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't know how bad it could get. Yeah, I miss the warmed over corporatism. And that's exactly why you're voting for Nikki Haley. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. DeSantis ended the video with a quote attributed to Winston Churchill. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Disturbingly, this is also DeSantis's pre-sex mantra. According to the New York <laughs> Times, there is no record of Winston Churchill ever saying this. But to be fair, there's no record of Ron DeSantis even existing. Ron DeSantis was a collective hallucination, a trauma response. <laughs> Ron DeSantis is the embodiment of what it feels like when you wake up from a nap at 6 p.m. <laughs> it's times like these I'm reminded of that famous Winston Churchill quote, So long, Ron DeSantis, you idiot loser. <laughs> According to The Atlantic, the quote isn't from Winston Churchill. It's actually from a 1930s ad in Life magazine for Ron DeSantis' arch nemesis, Budweiser. Such a rough day for Meatball Ron. He couldn't wait to come home, kick off his giant clown shoes, and forget all about his presidential ambitions with the help of his guilty pleasure, fingering room temperature pudding into his big puppet mouth. (laughs) Yuck. 
In the wake of DeSantis's resignation, Donald Trump told press he would no longer use the nickname Ron DeSanctimonious, announcing that the name is officially retired. It's like how Bill Russell had his number retired across all sports. And for the same reason, they're both dead. <laughs> said Trump at a New Hampshire campaign event ahead of DeSantis' announcement. May he rest in peace. So devastating. You know, we've seen Trump defeat Republican after Republican like Jeb and Rubio and Christie and Cruz and now DeSantis. And he's afforded this almost mythical status as this sort of ferocious appoint, uh, opponent, like the nicknames are so devastating. But this video was a reminder to me that Trump, like Trump didn't make DeSantis small, like DeSantis made DeSantis small. And you've just spent, I talked about this a little yesterday with John on PSA, like you just spent a year of your life campaigning across the country. You went to 99 counties in Iowa. You like devoted your life to this. A bunch of young people who we'd probably dislike spending time with, but who nonetheless exist, like devoted their time to this. Like your family is sacrificing for this. And you come away with it with nothing but like a set of banal talking points and a a, a little throwaway endorsement of the rival who decimated you, plus a shot at Nikki Haley for no reason, like no lessons, no larger point, no sense of purpose. Like he was never going to be pre- like this guy was never going to be president. But like, man, like I just can't imagine. I just it's just amazing to me that this guy could spend all this time doing this and have no like grandness, no grace, no like story to tell. Nothing. Nothing. Well, you're assuming he was going to, like, learn something from his failures like the rest of us do. But, I, like, I, I, I do agree that, like, this should have been, like, a profound experience, like, probably a spiritual one. Like, I feel like you'd have to, like, actively avoid having a grand takeaway or, yeah. or, or but like, he doesn't any have kind any of beliefs. Yeah, yeah but, 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 like, this is such a, like, Sing- so few people do this. this is, like he actually did endeavor to do something like really, really impossible and like challenging and high profile. Like, like you, you have to like avoid. I'm saying like a lot, and people in the comments have told me not to. Um, you have to like, avoid having a takeaway from that or or a lesson, not a lesson, but but he avoided having to share. he avoided having policies and beliefs and a real direction the entire campaign. So why would he then have something at the end? But well, I think sure. It's like, this is unfortunate. Like it's like uh, the the our confusion is also what why he is running for president. It's like oh right, if he was able to reflect, he'd be like, wait, why did I pass all those laws to like terrorize <laughs> LGBTQ people in my state? Why did I do all that? And because he can't do that, he would never ask himself, why did I fail? He will blame everyone around him. He will he will take it on anyone he can, and then he will run again in four years. And that's what I'm worried about. It's like, we're going to have to see this motherfucker again. I hope He's he does run anywhere. again. I hope he does. I hope he never <sighs> stops. I hope he never learns a fucking thing. I mean, even beyond, like, some of, like, he actively throughout this campaign, like, also destroyed his relationship with, like, the state's biggest business, Disney. That's also yeah. something that he's just done. <laughs> And got nothing out of it. Well, he'll be term limited, so he doesn't have to maintain that relationship anyway. But yeah, but it is. It's like, oh, well, you watch someone really get out there and try, and just they failed. And it's like he left it all out on the field, and what he left on the field was just dog shit. <laughs> he's and we're like, like, thanks for stopping by, Ron. He's like an animatronic that bursts into flames, but then still keeps doing its little movements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, and I, I also did want to say too, it's like again, like Trump is afforded this like mythic status because he defeated these fucking losers, uh, but. 
And like we spent a lot of time talking about Biden's weaknesses because and we should because those weaknesses are serious and terrifying. But Trump has thrown a bunch of different nicknames at Joe Biden. Trump ran as hard a campaign against Joe Biden as he ran against any one of these fucking Republicans. And do some of those attacks stick? Yes. But at the end of those campaigns, Joe Biden did not look small. Joe Biden did not look pathetic. And I do think that speaks to something both about Trump and about Biden that like Donald Trump is still beholden to normal politics if we remember that he is. And his trick that he pulls on these other Republicans is he convinces them that he's not and that somehow the nicknames and the and the and the the bombast and the the bravado and the refusal to admit failure, that somehow that makes him immune to normal politics. And in some ways, yeah, I think that, of course, like we hold Trump to such a low standard. And obviously uh, the fact that we're even in this position is because he did show that a lot of the rules didn't apply to him. But he's not a magical figure. He's not he's not a you know, he's not a devil. He's just an asshole who's good at nicknames. Well, it's also like we talk about him being bad at retail politics and going to all 99 counties and being charmless and having an obviously horrible time. But like the reason at that first debate, he had to make up a story about a, a woman whose mom tried to abort her like 10 times and then she like survives is because he, he went to 99 <laughs> counties back. and talked to thousands of people and he didn't listen to a single yeah, thing anyone right. fucking said. Yeah. Like he didn't have any conversations. He didn't hear anyone. He didn't retain anything. And so it's not that he sucks. It's that he didn't try. He like walked away without a... Si- if you said... What did you do? Oh, no, he also sucks. <laughs> no, of course. But, but, but like, if, if, if you were like, recount any single day of the past presidential campaign, he'll be like, I can't. I don't remember. I wasn't present. I wasn't there. Yeah. 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 Like, um, like he's like, he's his, his feet are in those binds, like in like, in like, uh, the lotus blossom position, just sort of like, he's sort of like walking around on. on <laughs> that would be like an interesting thing about him. Like, I mean, if that was true, I'd be like, all right, I- I'm listening. Yeah, like he's not actually doing it to be taller. He's doing it because he wants to make his feet as tiny as possible so they resemble flowers. <laughs> and now he, he wants his feet to be tiny, beautiful Japanese flowers. That's what he's going for. And I think that that's cool. And I think that we shouldn't like dig him for that. Yeah, you're right. Do you think Trump has ever said, may he rest in peace about an actual dead person? Like in without irony, yeah, no. something he can no, only say yeah. cruelly. Yeah, I don't think he can say it for real. <laughs> I don't think he can say it for real. He when Trump is in normal mode, just to continue on your analogies, Sarah, when he's like trying to be like a compassionate person, it's a bit like if you took like the fully skinless Terminator from Terminator, but made made him do Rosie's job from the Jetsons. You know, like <laughs> like it's like this monster is like is like vacuuming and cleaning up. <laughs> That's what it's like when Trump is nice. But he tried to be nice because it like I guess Melania's I believe mother had passed away. Yeah. And so he tries to express like normal emotions, but he he can't do it. He, he's just so unpracticed. It's like when you have a joke coming up that you know you're not gonna make your way through and three jokes before that you start gearing up to like say it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Never got that monkey joke right. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, Trump is trying to sew this thing up and Republicans are racing to endorse for the New Hampshire primary, including Republicans from Nikki Haley's home state of South Carolina. This included Congresswoman Nancy Mace, who said after January 6th that Trump's legacy was wiped out and we had to, quote, start over. She also faced a Trump-backed primary opponent in her reelection because her rift with Trump was so big. But in June, she said of Trump, I'm willing to bury the hatchet to save the country. And I know President Trump is, too. Of course, Trump applied. I put it in Ivana's coffin with my dad's Nazi plates and Jeffrey Epstein's holiday cards. Oh, a metaphorical hatchet? Oh, no, I won't bury that. Fuck you, bitch. (laughs) On Friday, South Carolina senator and former presidential hopeful Tim Scott also offered his endorsement to Donald Trump and immediately faced the most predictable question in the world, whether he disagrees with Trump's racist attacks on Nikki Haley, for which Scott was wholly unprepared. I'm watching rhetoric on on all sides of of the issues facing becoming president. What I mean by that is the the rhetoric from Joe Biden is is terrible, but it is and it's salacious. Uh, Nikki Haley questions whether 70 year olds should be uh, allowed to run for president. Uh, I I think there is so much negativity and toxicity in this aim to becoming president again or for the first time, that we should be very clear and look at both sides of the comments made. Is that scripture? It's beautiful. It's a beautiful sentiment. Again, Trump didn't make these people losers. They are born losers. He doesn't carve the marble into loser shapes. He's like Michelangelo (laughs) revealing the exquisite statues of losers that were inside the marble the whole time. Like, it is unbelievable to me that we are in 2024. We have been dealing with Trump for almost a fucking decade as a serious presidential candidate. And these people are still lining up behind him and then have to fumfer and uh, uh, stumble over themselves when asked the most basic questions about what it means to endorse someone so terrible. They have fucking nothing. Like, I don't know what he's supposed to say. I guess there's nothing he can say. He can't just say the truth, which is I've thought about that. And despite all the years of protestations around Jesus and uh, uh, loving thy neighbor and, and being Christian, I actually don't care about that at all when I'm faced with a single test in my life about it. It was all bullshit. I don't believe a word of it. My conduct does not match the nonsense I've been spewing for years about this. It drives me crazy. Like, It's so unnecessary. It's so like you are from South Carolina. Nikki Haley is from your home state. And I'm sure they have like politicians, statewide politicians who competed against each other, who are from the same state. Like they are often frenemies for sure. But all you have to say is I I will support the Republican nominee. But, you know, we've got someone from my home state running. We've got Donald Trump running. We've got great choices. And I can't wait to see who wins because whoever wins is going to go on Joe Biden. Again, a despicable thing to say but still better than this. He called Biden salacious. It's ridiculous. It's, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. It's, it's cool that he made it to like a thousand years old before being called salacious. But it's just like uh, Tim Scott. It's also the idea that Tim Scott doesn't prefer Nikki Haley as president. The idea that Marco Rubio doesn't prefer Nikki Haley as president is ridiculous. It's just so false on its face. <clears throat> I think it's cool to complain about this process being toxic while endorsing Donald Trump. Right. It's a cool little trick. Right. What are we doing here? How do you how do you say that? How do you say that and then not like walk into the woods and never return? Did he get engaged hoping that would be the story? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get to it. Uh, Because he was conveniently already on his knees for Donald Trump on Friday, Tim Scott (laughs) stayed down there to propose to his girl who was more than his friend, Mandy Nose, on Saturday. Let's see the beautiful photos. Yeah. 
why is it blurry? Like they're both a Yeti. <laughs> it's like a Yeti proposing to a different Yeti. <laughs> they called the pops, but they didn't. Oh wait, up. wait, well, wait. We're not sure if it was um if it was originally blurry because it, this is like a two Yetis. Oh, it's been blurred out for decency. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This photo's too hot. Too hot for television. And now I'm gonna bend down on one knee, and you should smile. We have uh, my um, saddest press aide who had to work with me, who had to come to this event, uh, standing <laughs> by this pop. freezing cold South Carolina beach to take <laughs> yeah, this you photo. You know it's cold out there. <laughs> I Look. bet they get married on a plantation. Okay. Uh, I don't believe they're going to get married. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, that's, I'm, I hope they don't. It's funny. I was just talking, like, Tim Scott, like, clearly thinks he has to be engaged or married to, like, be a plausible vice presidential candidate, which I think would be true in most years. But it's especially true when the person choosing is Donald Trump, who I think, like, is, like, has that old fashioned madman thing where he like doesn't trust a man who isn't married. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. What are you, a friend of Dorothy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What are you? What, well, the flip a, of that is like, where I he's wanna, got a, I pick a man street. who has no home to go to. Like, what? I want to think. Yeah. I wanna, he's not thinking that far. <laughs> no, just for the rhetoric, just to be like, I, I'm picking a hard worker who has no wife or kids to care about. Only yeah. the country. Yeah. I don't know if kids holding me back like John and Tommy. I'm here all the time. <laughs> it's just also insane where it's like, who is who for who does Tim Scott move the needle? Like what? I understand he's religious, like maybe it's evangelicals, but even they what? are they like, let's do this. Moves well, if oh, he, fucking Tim Scott's on board with Trump. Let's fucking yeah, do I well, do. Well, I think it does move the needle for the black voters we're already losing. Yeah, that I do might, worry about that. I yeah. do. I think that like it, it adds a level of like, okay, well at least you can be around a black person. And young black men normal. don't like Trump more than. Tim Scott already, though? I think we don't know. But I do think that, like, there is clearly a softness among, like, there are plenty of young men, uh, white, black, Hispanic, who are receptive to the, like, anti-woke media to right-wing pipeline. Because they don't want to feel like victims. And... Tim no Scott. one wants to feel like a victim. Well, no, I'm just saying. Like, I'm just like. Well, Trump already does like well with young black and Hispanic voters. Yeah. Well, he he does shockingly well based on recent polls. And if Tim Scott helps even a tiny little yeah. bit, this election will be determined yeah. in a tiny Well, in my mind, bit. though, Tim Scott is the evangelical vote. Like, he is the religious part of this. Like, that to me, it's like if anyone, if, if Trump would be losing anyone at this point, in my mind, it would be like someone who is religious and perhaps has some sort of compunction about what's been happening. Well, but I guess maybe that's, that's not really, that's a fantasy. Yeah. That was not really that's boring. From Rob Reiner. In 2016, the reason Ted Cruz was ultimately able to win Iowa, win in some of the smaller and more right wing states, is because we forget this because it's like from a, it feels like another time, but the more conservative Republicans were not sure about Trump. And he actually that's why he did better in New Hampshire, because he was locking up the kind of independence, like the kind of um, anti-establishment types. And it was the right wingers. It was the anti-abortion voters that ended up lining up behind Ted Cruz. And even now, people who said that abortion was their most important issue still went to Trump. But on the whole, he's like lined up the evangelicals. So it's like, you know, I don't know. I think Jim Scott is. And on the but whole, for the, the fact that his personal it. life is a strange <laughs> thing. What? I said, oh, on the whole, that's the worst place for it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll head out. <laughs> In an interview the day after his proposal, uh, Scott told a journalist, as a guy who is mostly an introvert and on the quiet side, having to have a conversation about the engagement is a little, you know, uncomfortable in a way. But it's the most exciting thing I'll do with my life besides making Jesus my Lord. 
Oh uh, yeah, I hate it when an, when I, an introvert, have to talk to the reporter I called about the engagement I chose to publicize because I think it'll make me a more plausible pick for vice president, a job that I, an introvert, desperately want. <laughs> also, man, the the throwing in the Jesus part, like, like I'm so excited to be engaged. Ex- the only time I was more excited was about Jesus, and it's like, hey, man, like. Christianity isn't milk. Like you don't have to use it or lose it. It's not gonna go bad in the fridge. It's wild. Like I, the professing of it at all all times. It's like that game where you have to work a certain word in. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, you get you get a word and you have to work dash? it. No. We should play that. On I remember. Show. Do you remember in the movie where Steve Martin played a uh, a traveling preacher and charlatan? And so Steve Martin played a traveling preacher who uh, built towns of money, right? Like kind of like, um, you know, he'd like lay hands and they were all, it was all magic. It was all fake. Uh, but then he lays hands and someone is, de- is actually healed, causing a crisis of conscience. But in that movie, he has to work, they, as a joke, they have to work in various phrases into his preaching, including aluminum siding. And he did work mm-hmm. that in, in that film by Steve Martin. Leap of faith. Leap of faith. Leap of faith. Leap of faith. Uh, speaking of leaps of faith, Scott continues, <laughs> I've been very patient and prayerful, and I'm really excited and somewhat nervous, and I couldn't be more thankful for having found a soulmate and someone who shares a lot of the same interests, passions, and goals that I do, said Scott's fiance, and I too am excited to marry my genuine boyfriend, Tim Scotch. She's going to be... <laughs> She's going to be a great first lady, said Scott. The first lady I'll ever have sex with. <laughs> <laughs> Even as Scott endorsed Trump, Trump mocked Tim Scott, at a campaign event Monday. And today was a big story, the biggest story out there. He's engaged to be married. We never thought this was going to happen. Oh my What's God. going on? <laughs> Incredible. So mean. Incredible. <laughs> Publicly humiliating Tim Scott on the day of his engagement. Looks like somebody got to his wedding registry early. Because <laughs> that's his thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, clearly. Of course, the Republican frontrunner for whom these craven little weasels are lining up in droves has not only been held liable for sexual assault and charged with multiple felonies, he's also getting a little confused on the stump. By the way, they never report the crowd on January 6th. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, you know, they did you know they destroyed all of the information, all of the evidence, everything, deleted and destroyed all of it, all of it, because of lots of things like Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people, soldiers, National Guard, so whatever they want. They turned it down. They don't want to talk about that. Hey, come on, go easy on him. Trump suffers from a very specific disability where he's unable to tell women he considers unfuckable apart. He lives in a terrifying <laughs> world populated by hundreds of millions of Hillary Clinton's. <laughs> in response, Haley said this at a campaign event Saturday. I'm not saying anything derogatory, But when you're dealing with the pressures of a presidency, we can't have someone else that we question whether they're mentally fit to do this. We can't. I'm not going to say anything derogatory, but that old fuck is losing his marbles. (laughs) Am I right? Also, why aren't you going to say anything derogatory? You are campaigning against him. She doesn't seem like she wants to be president. She's barely doing events. She won't be derogatory. What are we doing here? 
really what she should be doing is dogging him relentlessly. The problem is that she is a woman, so it's not going to work either way. But I'd say at this point, have fun. You're not going to be that nominee. You should just go hard against him. So in eight years, who knows what will happen? You know what I mean? Like, now is kind of your moment, in my mind. I think all became fair once he really started digging into, like, the racism of it all. Absolutely. Fuck him. You know, like. But she can't because she wants some of those people that still like him. Yeah. Right. It's really it's embarrassing. A cute sweater. Yeah, I do like it the is a cute sweater. sweater. It's a great sweater. Great. It was she looks really like a, a. It's giving when Kate Middleton has to do like an outdoor sporty event. I was gonna say like a what's that preppy brand? Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah, she looks like <laughs> one of those little teddy bears that Tommy Hilfiger. Uh, Ralph Lauren. Yeah. It's a great look. Yeah. She looks cool. Ultimately, also worth remembering that, for the same reason, she can't win the nomination because the Republican Party is just sort of, just pickled, just fully, just fully pickled in a jar. I think people like she'd she'd clean up. We'd be in real trouble. Yeah, she was the nominee. We'd be in real fucking trouble. I think she's gonna win tonight. Okay, <laughs> that's my little thing. It throw it out there. It was actually really interesting because I can't. So I we had the lowly editorial meeting yesterday, and then I went into an editorial meeting for another show. The lowly meeting like actually felt like very positive about her chances tonight, and then the next show was just like no general election on Thursday. <laughs> to be clear, <laughs> to be clear, uh, you know, wilder things have happened, but no, like. We are more positive, maybe, than thinking she's definitely going to lose. Like, light a candle, but, like, I'm not going in super hopeful. Yeah. It was just, like, an air of, of maybe continuous spirit. I think I think this is a show that lives for content, and that's the <laughs> best content. We asked what if. We asked what if. You know? We asked what if. Which of us do you think would win New Hampshire? Of the four of you? Yeah. yeah. And Iowa. And Iowa? Think of our strengths and our weaknesses. Yeah. And say them out loud. Picture us <laughs> in that sweater, each of us. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So, uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Is this Democratic or Republican primary? Ooh. 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 Republican. Republican. Yeah. Republican yeah, yeah. primary? I'll stand next to any butter sculpture. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I think it's Kendra in Iowa. Went to boarding school. And I think it is, oof, it's. Mm, it's close. It's close. Jewish people, sometimes people don't know I'm Jewish. So. I know. I know. You have. Mm, you have. You definitely true. have. Um. I can pass. You can pass. You have. You have. Um. And 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 I, I pass for Italian maybe. Italian. I mean, you I, know how Jews and Italians sometimes it's like a thin line. For sure. For sure. I mean, I. I think like, <laughs> I think Lazarus can also ev- evokes a kind of like. Boston Brahmin. That, yeah. Thank you. Because uh, uh, horses. Because of the horses. Yeah. Um, I also rode. That's why you're going to do well in Iowa. Yeah. Um, they have horses there. It's really hard to say, but I have to say I'm going to give it to Hallie. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Wow. She has a kind of, um, you have an independence, you have an independence streak. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and I think you'd do well. Can you with, shoot a gun? I have shot a gun. Okay. She's got that, she got, she got, she got that Ohio energy. She's got that that's kind true, of. That's true, yeah. Uh, that's, that's where my head's at. I'm sorry, Brian. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm Brian. Anyway. Yeah. Well, hurts. you won't, so don't worry. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Love it. You're welcome. <laughs> Meanwhile, the wheels of justice for Trump continue to turn as Trump's testimony in his second defamation trial was postponed on Monday. The judge revealed that Trump's lead counsel, Alina Haba, had said she wasn't feeling well. But does she Haba COVID? <laughs> at the time, who's responsible for that? <laughs> at the judge's announcement, Haba was unmasked and in court. 
She and Trump both confirmed they received negative COVID tests, but the lawyer had been with her parents three days earlier and they had since come down with COVID. Juror number three had also come down with COVID symptoms, said Judge Lewis Kaplan. The juror in seat number three reported early this morning that he was on his way to the city, but feeling hot and nauseous. So I sent him home for the day with instructions to get a COVID test and report back, said Trump. I like my jurors how I like my women. Hot and nauseous. When the judge laughed so hard at this joke, he took a shit. Trump went on to say, I also like my juries like I like my vice presidents. Hung. (laughs) And that's our show. I want to thank this incredible tetrarchy, Sarah, Kendra, Hallie, and Brian. And before we go, one note, Love It or Leave It is coming back to D.C. on April 25th for a show at the Lincoln Theater. Friends of the pod get early access to tickets and the best seats available. Subscribe now at crooked.com slash friends to get the exclusive presale code for our big show at the Lincoln, the week of the Correspondence Dinner. Come through. And uh, with that, see you sluts on Saturday. Bye, sluts. doom scrolling don't forget to follow us at crooked media on instagram and twitter you can also find love it or leave it on youtube for access to your favorite segments and other exclusive content and if you're as opinionated as we are consider dropping us a review finally you can join our friends of the pod subscription community for ad-free episodes exclusive content and a great discussion on discord plus it's a great way to get involved with vote save america so sign up today at crooked.com slash friends love it or leave it is a crooked media production it is written and produced by me john lovett and lee eisenberg kendra james is our executive producer brian semmel is our producer and malcolm whitfield is our associate producer hallie keeper is our head writer sarah lazarus jocelyn kaufman peter miller alan pierre will miles and mohana dalshaki are our writers evan sutton is our editor kyle seglin and charlotte landis provide audio support on the road vendelin von schroeder is our tour manager stephen cologne is our audio engineer and milo kim is our videographer our theme song is written and performed by sure sure thanks to our designers jesse mclean and bernardo serna for creating and running all of our visuals which you can't see because this is a podcast and to our digital producers zuri Irvin, david tolls mia kelman and matt degree for filming and editing video each week so you can. It's love it or leave it. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, you know, they, did you know they destroyed all of the information, all of the evidence, everything? And meanwhile, even as the endorsements rolls in, trust, and meanwhile, as the endorsements rolled in, and meanwhile, as the endorsements came in, uh, even as Trump was locking up endorsements from, even as Trump was locking up these endorsements, he was continuing, uh, uh, Meanwhile, the the wheels of justice continue to turn as Trump's testimony is. Meanwhile, the wheels of justice for Trump continue to turn as Trump's testimony in his second defamation trial was postponed on Monday. 